Welcome to Reach Out Radio. Our mission is to share stories of those members in our community and their journey to Jesus. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and OrchardChurch.life. Share us with a friend, and don't forget to tell someone about Jesus today. Good afternoon. My name is Zillian Minter, and I am Community Missions Director for Reach Out. I am a team member in one of the most amazing uh, community missions team on the planet. We have wonderful people who are super motivated and just have a heart for Jesus, a heart for helping others, and patience like you would not believe. So uh, I was thinking today, um, usually we interview people, and I thought, you know what? tell you a little bit about what I think about things. Just because I had some time, I drive. I drive a lot lately. Um, I have a business in Carlsbad and we live in Temecula. And um, I am blessed beyond belief. You know, we love our home. The kids uh, are happy in their schools. And so um, I make the trek. But since COVID, it's almost an hour and a half each way sometimes when traffic's really bad. So what instigated all of this was just driving in the car and um, our pastor at Orchard Church, Pastor Jim always says, you know, fill your brain with good stuff. And um, if you're going to listen to a podcast, don't listen to a podcast that's about UFOs. Um, Nothing wrong with UFOs and um, all kinds of other podcasts, but if you can and um, you can fill your brain with scripture or, or words of encouragement or the word of God, you know, do it as much as you can. So then I was on the road and I thought, you know what, what how cool would it be to actually just um, witness and share how Jesus works in a lot of people's lives. And sometimes when you think, wow, this person is so motivating and everything they've been through is just amazing. And then a person shares their testimony with you. It's so eye opening. And so we've had a few people on and we will continue to, um, we have a lineup of people. We've been so blessed that people are offering their names and, and they're willing to just come out of the woodwork and share some of their story. So as I was thinking about that, um, I also was thinking about, um, how easily, like what's your weakness And I was thinking about mine because I am a doer and I get a lot of joy from just being busy. And I wondered why. And I think sometimes I like to make myself super busy so that I have less time to dwell on things that break my heart or stress me out or make me feel less than. And if you run into me, I'm generally bubbly, smiley. It's just my innate nature to try and find happiness in whatever it be and that I have always been since since a child so um it's totally not fake and no I'm not on anything I just happen to try to always have joy in everything doesn't mean I don't break down and cry and uh I do plenty of that sometimes um but I I try to find joy in, in as much as I can you know Um, But I have noticed that I tend to have a hard time saying no. So I'm a people pleaser. And um, that might come from my background. Um, I love my family dearly. But uh, when I start to really grow up and look at the things that we experienced growing up, I would say, I mean, dysfunctional is kind of harsh, but it wasn't exactly easy growing up. Um, You know, I, I... love my dad. I have learned to forgive my dad, but, um, he, he wasn't exactly the easiest to, um, feel security from, 
you know, he, he gave us physical security in the sense that he was always home and, um, he was in law enforcement. So, you know, we always felt like safe in that aspect, but many times, um, you know, security, like feeling loved was very lacking because it was displayed in a, in a hard way to, to really grasp or, or get. Um, we had religion in our home and I always remember, um, believing in Jesus and praying to Jesus, but it's kind of funny. Like I grew up in youth groups and, um, I played guitar. <clears throat> My dad played conga drums on the worship team, the drum set. Um, you know, we were always musical. I would help with communion. Even at the age of like, I think 17, I was helping with communion. So, um, I would go out and visit people, you know, um, who were in hospice care. Like I, I definitely was always engaged. Um, but actively opening my Bible and, and reading it wasn't really in our wheelhouse. You know, my dad could quote scripture and my mom definitely had faith. We always prayed about everything. Um, when times would be hard or my parents were not getting along or you could just sense the tension at home. And that's for a whole nother story. I could tell you <laughs> lots of things. Um, we prayed, you know, I, I remember being in my bed at night and I would pray, um, that my dad would, um, not be so angry. And, and I would pray that there'd be more peace in our home. I mean, there were times in our home where we couldn't even um, walk on the carpet near his conga drums because if we got near them, he would come home and see the footsteps and the footprints near the conga drums. And then you would begin to be grilled as to if you touched them, how close you got to them, um, why were you in that room? You know, it was like a PTSD maybe he was suffering. And also he was going through some things I could maybe later share with you. But um, it was you know, hell living at home. And I think, um, if I had maybe opened my Bible and been more in the word part of things that might've given all of us a little more peace. Um, but I, I did go to bed at night and I would pray for things like, you know, um, and, and I think now I look back, I did a lot of asking and I didn't do a lot of thanking, you know, and so my home life sucked in some aspects, although we looked like the perfect family. You know, you'd come to church and you'd see our whole family up front and serving and smiling and you would think that everything was perfect, but it wasn't. Um, and so I, I tended to put, you know, walls up and when I didn't want to be home, I'd sign up for every activity under the sun so that I could be busy. And busy um, gave me awards, busy got me good grades, busy got me to dental school, um, busy got me my own practice, um, busy got me a big house and nice cars, and then busy got me more busy to, to have to keep up with all those things. And, um, you know, for any of you who are very um, fast-paced, you know, uh, I, I heed you this. I'm starting to learn, and I'm in my later 40s, that always saying yes isn't always the right answer and it's hard to say no it's hard to say no because it feels good when you're needed um and so trying to slow down and not say yes to everything they're still going to love you um but you have to love yourself a little bit because you need time to be able to hear god talk to you um you know my first 
real experiences with Bible study, probably. Um, I did a little bit at Maranatha uh, down in San Diego, and uh, I really got into it um, more when we moved up to Temecula and I went to Orchard Church, and um, the women's Bible study just opened my eyes. It opened my eyes to so much. I would sit like a corpse in the first years, and um, I would sit in there and, and I would think like, there's nothing eloquent I have to say. And, and now I think back and other people be like, oh my gosh, you know, this is a lady who's a doctor. She's so smart. And, and I would think like, I am so dumb in, in the ways of um, the Bible. I, I have no idea um, what scripture we're looking at. I could never quote it and I could never make commentary that I thought was like, you know, um, good about it. And I would be hard on myself. And I'd always feel like the wreck that was rolling in at the last minute, um, coming in from work and traffic and hoping that I, you know, didn't look how wrecked I felt inside. And I will tell you, um, for any of you, if you're sitting next to someone who seems like they've got it together and you feel like you're a wreck, it, Jesus is the great equilibrator, or I don't know if that's the right term, but um, there, there you're both in the same boat. You both have struggles. And just showing up and sitting your butt in that Bible study makes the biggest change. The Holy Spirit works within you. And about three years into being, you know, a dead corpse at Bible study, things started to change. Um, my husband drove up to the first men's retreat and felt so isolated and just out of touch. He felt like he didn't even fit in. That literally he lasted about, I think, 45 minutes, got in his car, repacked everything and came home. And I was devastated because I started liking the church family we were making. And I thought, you know, my mind started thinking like, oh my gosh, people are going to talk about us. They're going to think we're, you know, insane or, you know, they just don't want to fit in with anyone. And you, and you have to shut all of those things out of your brain because God works in his own time. And that timing is everything. I've had people, you know, we were the same people that were that alone and sad and empty and um, now share time as deacons with our families. And I have families I'll ask to volunteer and they'll say to me lovingly, truthfully, they'll text me back sometimes and say, I saw that opportunity you were talking about. I just need to tell you that my spouse and I are not in a good place. I don't know how we could ever offer anything. And I, I would say to those people, you're exactly what needs to offer something because you're candid. The fact that you were able to share your heart and tell me exactly what you're feeling is so candid that someone else who's a walking corpse in the life group sitting next to you could benefit from thinking, oh my goodness, I am not alone in this. And so it may seem like I'm rambling today because I kind of am. I'm on a drive and I have time, um, but that's that's basically the word I'm trying to um, uh, spread to you is that, you know, your, your words, your time are valuable. And we sometimes squeeze in so many things to feel accomplished, but really slow it down and, and break it down. And what you fill your time with, what is what are you going to pick that's going to be valuable? You know, stopping um, to talk to someone who needed that word of encouragement is way more important than being the first in line at the movie theater, which 
sounds silly for me to say, but I am totally the person who um, time is like, if you're early, you're on time. And if you're on time, you're late. I was raised to be, you know, oh, there's a line. You better go run and be the head of the line. Um, you know, I, I'm so impatient. I don't like to wait. And so there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things wrong with me. But, um, I, you know, I, I'll rush my family through things um, just because I, I, it's like innate in me to, to be that way. And I'm starting to learn that if I'm like that, I um, am rushing and I'm able to fit more things in our schedule, but maybe I've completely ruined the vacation because I've offered no peace to my family and we, we really didn't have the time to actually enjoy each other's company. So, um, you know, all of that plays into um, what we do in our day. And so as I drive and as I rush home, right, I decided, you know what, I'm just not going to drive as fast and I'm going to chill here and I'm going to talk into and try to pour into you to let you know that um, we all have our struggles. Please hang in there. If you feel like you are just not um, in a place right now where you feel like you have value or you just don't feel good enough, I offer you words of encouragement in the sense that just listen to me right now and know that you can call any of us at reach out and and email us text us whatever it be and we'll just listen we'll share a word of encouragement with you we'll pray with you we'll do whatever it takes to have you feel a little bit of peace in your life um when we interact with one another another lesson that i learned um, was watching just uh, ministries ministries are oftentimes managed by people who are not paid they're not on a salary they're giving of their time and sometimes ministries um you know will offer an opportunity and sometimes people step up and sometimes people don't sometimes the same people step up and you know um 80% of the work is getting done by 20% of the people. But when people do step up, you don't know what stage of the game they're in. And so I watched something very eye-opening um, in a, a few weeks ago, an interaction where uh, someone, you know, maybe didn't have as much experience, but they stepped up to the plate and they grew with their team. And when your team sees you or a teammate sees you, um, Put in the extra time, be humble, um, work hard, and step up. People rally around you because they see that genuine effort. And so uh, I watch someone, you know, work very hard, build a team, and then um, have an, uh, you know, an exper experience with someone else who uh, came along and, and basically um, was doing the math and and only focused on maybe the calculation of uh, this is the end of the road for this particular um, benefit that this team could provide them and maybe it's just a total miscommunication in the, in the leadership and the transference of information but let's be a reminder that when we do have a lot of things and this is another side of that agenda and when you do have a lot of goals and, and you're on a trajectory um, try not to have casualties because I watched uh, a team that was so excited to go to this new phase that was their whole goal and they were working so hard to go to this new phase to help others and then um, you know 
things came along and basically said, um, thank you, you know, this is as far, and now we're going to consolidate you into something else. And I watched someone just get completely stripped of, of their motivation. So, um, and, and embarrassed and, and drug in front of their team, like there was no value. So when we are in ministry, please remember that um, that's another aspect of things. Like we have goals and we have, you know, um, hopes and, and an agenda of where we want our ministry to go. And our ministry could be our home. Our ministry could actually be like a ministry at church and it could be work. I mean, we had this Sunday, um, the sermon was, you know, on a lot of aspects of this and obviously it was amazing and in much more depth than I could ever um, comment to but I'm just saying in my experience I, I actually was like eye-opening because the sermon was very relative to some of the stuff I saw happen before my very eyes and so um, just a word of caution you know slow it down stop and think when you interact with others stop and think the pace you're going at stop and think that are you doing and saying the things that are biblically sound um because we can do a lot of things that get us there faster richer and um you know quicker but who are we leaving just you know a, a trail of dead bodies in the back because we're just destroying the relationships we've built so um, I pray that this week you have a word of encouragement and maybe some of this, you know, strikes a chord in you. I pray that um, God comes and fills your heart with more peace. I pray that uh, you gain something from listening to some of the past testimonies and future testimonies that, that we share. And, um, and may you just have, you know, a, a, a better day for having heard us. And like we always say, you know, go out and just make sure that you tell somebody about Jesus today. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Reach Out Radio is made possible by listeners like you. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and OrchardChurch.life. Share us with a friend. And don't forget to tell someone about Jesus. Jesus.